welcome to Chasing Barefoot Ultra. I'm your average runner, chasing some big distances and learning a lot along the way. Welcome back to Chasing Barefoot Ultra, where we talk all things running, mindset, and really tuning into your body. Today, I really wanted to talk about comparison. There's a quote that runs around various social media groups and running videos, and it is, comparison is the thief of joy. And while we know that this is true, we know that looking at our time or our distance or where we are in our journey and comparing it to somebody else's can pretty immediately suck out any pride that we were feeling in what we just achieved. And really, it shouldn't. Not only should we not be comparing where we are in our journey to anyone else's, but we also shouldn't be looking at how quickly someone else progresses or how they train. It's very individual. And while I truly believe that you should never compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 10, I also don't really love that phrasing. Because my chapter 10 might be, you know, slower or behind someone's chapter 5. And I shouldn't look at that and think, well, I've been doing this longer or training harder, so I should be, you know, further ahead in my chapters and therefore doing quote unquote better. When I run, I'm running for myself. I enter the virtual runs and races because I want to push myself and see how far I can go. But I'm not doing it to win. I mean, most people don't do it to win. Very few go into these and aim to win the race. That's one of the really great things about running is you can go out, run your race, and it's your race. It's against you. It doesn't matter if you come in last, first, middle of the pack. You're out there doing it for yourself. And that's what we really need to remember. And this is something everybody struggles with. We get on these social media groups and we see someone running a faster 5k than us. And they are calling it slow. Or, you know, they post their run in their pace is something that they consider to be snail's pace or whatever else. And they are prefacing that saying this was slow, but without, I think, realizing that there's going to be a lot of people reading that who just had maybe their fastest run yet. And they're feeling really proud of themselves to see that there's still a minute or two slower than what someone else is considering a really slow pace. I'd love to see conversations about being slow or anything else just removed entirely from these sites. And I mean, it's something I fall into as well. I try really hard not to even post my times, my paces, because it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me or I try not to let it matter to me might be a more accurate statement. But I also never want someone to see 
when I comment saying that run felt slow or heavy to look at it, be like, you know, that's my goal pace. And now they're feeling bad about where they're at. Maybe they're thinking, maybe I shouldn't even run. And it's actually really hard for me not to add a disclaimer to that and say, but I run slow. And that probably isn't anyone's goal pace. But you just don't know. And it's something we really need to recondition in ourselves and be conscious of when we do it. It's a habit I think that we really need to work on breaking. The trail running community as a whole is very welcoming, very inclusive. And one of the things is that, you know, time, pace doesn't matter. Whereas with road running, it seems to be a bit more pace oriented. So while I don't exclusively run trail, I like the community because of that. I mean, I would love to just run trail all the time, but not entirely realistic. But it's nice to have that sense of the person who's elite and finishing first, cheering hard for the person who's coming in last and recognizing that it is a whole different ballgame when you're out there for maybe a lot longer than someone else. Time on feet is a big challenge. So for me, when I run my marathon distance or my 50k distance, my time's a lot longer than a lot of people, probably quicker than some. But there's still a challenge in how long you're out there for and mentally persevering. And that's something that you need to take into consideration as well. Because that is a big thing. And running is really a mental game. If you can convince your mind not to stop, your mind is generally going to try and convince you to stop before you really need to. With my last 50k run, there were times when I had no idea how I was possibly going to finish it. But I just knew I had to keep going. So in that mental battle, we need to take that strength that we're developing and bring that into talking about our pace and our distance and how we're doing. And we need to remember that we do not need to compare ourselves to anyone else, not to where they are on their journey, how they run. And it's not a, you know, my chapter one to their chapter 10 It's just don't compare. Everyone has a different history and everyone is progressing the way that works best for them. They're learning about themselves or learning about the sport. And really, most people are just out there to enjoy doing it. And it's not a competition for them. For me, I don't want to be competing out there because I feel like as soon as I start to do that, then that's really just going to take out the enjoyment of it for me. And that's why I do it. I do it to have some peace and quiet, to just escape, to start my day out outside. I like to be out early before it really feels like the rest of the world is waking up. And if I go out and run 20 minutes or an hour, 
I'm happy to be there. I prefer to run longer. I like to be out for usually at least an hour. But that's just me. It's just what I enjoy. You know, it it doesn't really matter how far I've gone. And I'm trying to make that switch from training to distance to time and being, okay, I'm going to go for an hour or for an hour and a half rather than saying, okay, I want to run 10k or 15 or 5. And I don't know if that's something that will help with the comparison issue, but it's something that I find helps me in a way because if you go for time, it doesn't really matter what your distance is when you get back. So if you're 7.89 kilometers, well, you're, you know, okay to stop your watch there instead of running loops around out front to try and get it to roll over, which is something I will probably still do because it's nice to see a round number. But when you go for time, you don't really have that same need to roll that over. And discovering that has kind of been a freeing experience for me. I think it's really important to remember that you need to find systems that work for you. And you need to really remember that it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Just because we have so much more visibility into other people's runs and how they're progressing and managing doesn't mean that we need to see it or compare ourselves to it. When I started running, there was no real knowledge on what a fast 5k was. There was, you know, this idea of if I went into this local run, then, you know, maybe this is the time that I should be aiming for. But there wasn't so much visibility into, you know, the tens of thousands of people that are out there running and how they're doing it. It was, you know, pre-social media and to find that information maybe was a bit more challenging. On the flip side of that though, there's, I think, this perception then that anyone who was running these longer distances were quite elite and the average person maybe wasn't doing it because all you would see really were the magazine articles on those top elite people. And I mean, (laughs) right now, if all I saw was the Courtney DeWalters of the world running their ultras, I would not think it was possible for me to run one. So I guess there is that sense of when you can see that so many people are doing it, it does open up that realm of possibility that, hey, maybe this is something that I can do too. But it can go really both ways. We can see how so many people are progressing and it might seem like, you know, they're getting there really quickly and they're progressing, you know, at this rate that we dream of. But we have to really remember that on social media, in general, not just in the running world, but we're seeing a very, very curated image of somebody. We're not seeing what they've gone through in the past. We don't know, you know, how long they've been fighting for this. We see just the bits that they want to share. In some of the running groups, they're 
is more openness about maybe the struggles that people have overcome. But even then, it's not that high of a percentage. So while there is definitely people who can just go out and do it, there's a lot of people who you know, struggle for a long time and they fight for it and they work for it. And we're seeing their moment of success. Something that, you know, I don't know if I've talked a lot about or posted too much about, but I know there was a time when I didn't think I'd be running again. And usually when I do share about it, which isn't frequently, that's where I leave it. But running's always been a really therapeutic process for me. If I can just get out and run, there's really no exercise that I find gives me the same sense of accomplishment or the same sense of peace, I guess. So when I couldn't get out and run or when I would try to go and would end up, you know, flaring up this injury, it was very disheartening. I would try to see doctors about it and I wouldn't really get any answers. It was just a run around. And this went on for probably a decade that I was trying to manage this. I remember going out skiing once and I literally duct tape a brace onto my ankle just to try and get some stability. But that's not what it needed. So I had came and seen a physio in my new hometown about the time that I moved here, just before I moved here. And he'd been touted as this, you know, great physio. I was hopeful. Um, I don't know if I really believed that I would get any answers just because I hadn't in so long. When I went in to see him, though, he knew exactly what was going on within 10 minutes of me being there. He referred me to a surgeon, and within months, I was in, getting a consult. He had an in with this particular surgeon, so managed to, you know, bump me up the list so I wasn't waiting years to get in for the surgery. And I had high expectations that after my first operation, I would be better than new. I truly believe that after I healed up, I'd be, you know, able to do whatever I wanted to. I had, what was it? I think 12 weeks in an air cast. There was half of those that was non-weight bearing. It was a long, long healing process. So I had perennial tendon subluxation. And that is when the tendon that runs along the outer edge of your ankle pops up and over the bone. And essentially it was shredding it. There were lots of really tiny tears and it took a long time to actually repair it when I was in surgery. They had chiseled in a new groove for the tendon to go through to keep it from popping up and over again. There were sugar screws and I recall the surgery lasted a lot longer than they anticipated and the incision had to be bigger than they anticipated because even though I had you know, MRIs and other diagnostics before going in, it didn't actually reveal 
the extent of the damage. After I had the surgery, I had the boot off. There was a long process of physio, you know, building up the muscle again because my leg was pretty tiny after that amount of time. But after that, things weren't fixed. There were still issues I was having. I went back and I seen the doctor again, explained what was happening, what it felt like. They, you know, put a cortisone shot into my ankle, which first there's a numbing one and then the cortisone. The numbing one, it felt great. I couldn't feel any pain because it was numb. And I just kind of forgot what it was like to not have constant pain in that ankle. And I don't think I even realized there was a constant pain there until it was gone. But that didn't resolve it. It ended up that there was a bone spur, which resulted from, I guess, the first surgery that wouldn't let my foot actually flex up all the way and was causing quite a bit of irritation. So that was surgery number two, was going in to remove that bone spur. And I was hopeful again that this would be the time I'd be back to, well, better than new. Uh, It turned out, again, not to be the case. Who knew ankles were quite so complicated? After I had the bone spur removed, things were better, but there were still instances where it would pinch and really hurt. I remember one time I was out in the backyard and was lifting something fairly heavy up, doing, you know, it proper, lifting with my legs, not with my back, and something pinched hard in my ankle. It just felt like it, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was a gross feeling. It completely dropped me. I could not put any weight on my ankle or on my leg. So we were in the yard and happened to have a skidster and I was lifting something up into the bucket. So I just sat in the bucket and drove me back to the shop where you got into a chair. And then my husband literally had to carry me to the house where I was icing it and just hoping that I didn't do any damage. So that led to surgery number three. It was a piece of cartilage, I guess, that had got into the joint and squished. When I went to physio and told him what happened, there was definite cringing and I felt pretty validated in how much it hurt after that. But after the third and final surgery, things were still not ideal. It wasn't like my ankle was as perfect ankle that could function really well. It still had issues and to this day I still have issues with it. But when I listened to what really worked and I found barefoot shoes that opened up running for me again and I need to remember what I went through to be where I am now and to not worry about how quickly someone else is doing it. I need to just remember that there was a lot of years where this would not have been possible for me to do. There was a lot of years when I didn't think I'd be running any distance, never mind running 
ultras and these really long distances. That to me is pretty incredible that I can do it. I still have limitations on what I'm able to do. And running so far, thankfully, isn't one of them. But if I take where I am now and I say, okay, so I'm running 50k at, you know, this time frame. Well, this person over here is running 50k in this time. They've been doing it for the same number of years or less years. And they're faster, they're more accomplished, they're, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it can be disheartening for me to look and see that I've been working at this longer and I'm not progressing. But there was a time when I didn't think I would run. So that's what I think we really need to remember. Not necessarily that there was time I thought I couldn't run, but that we all have our own journey and it's just not something that we can compare to anyone else. We shouldn't compare it to anyone else. We shouldn't be in competition with anyone else. We should be cheering each other on and not caring about how often we walk in a run or how long it takes us if we run trail or road. It doesn't matter. It really just doesn't matter. We're out there for us. We're out there just to find ourselves and reconnect with ourselves. And that's all that matters. And at the end, that is really all that matters. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. Don't let someone's time that they post saying, well, I did this, but it was slow, make you feel bad about your time that you felt good about and fast that may have been slower than theirs. Because we just... We don't know what someone else has gone through. Maybe that person who posted that slow time, maybe they used to be a lot faster and maybe that felt slow to them. It doesn't have any bearing on us. It doesn't have bearing on our run. Unless you're trying to be that elite athlete who's out there to win these races and do this on like an elite professional level then don't worry about what someone else is doing. And I would even argue that most of the elite runners out there who this is their profession, this is what they do, they also say this. They tell you, don't worry about what anyone else is doing. They are out there to run their race. They're out there to focus on what they know and do what they do best. But they don't worry about where other people are. They don't worry about how someone else's race is going. I mean, especially at these longer distances, it really depends on the day. If everything lines up, then you can have the race of a lifetime. But if something doesn't line up, or if something doesn't go quite right, you can DNF. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it is a lot better to pull out of a run than to push through and cause an injury that will hold you out of the run or out of running a lot longer. When I started to really train and want to push these distances, I felt like I needed to be running a lot more days in a row. And like three days 
is really what worked for me, but it took me a while to be okay with that. The reason that those three days worked best, and especially in the beginning, was because my ankle is still not 100%, and it needed rest in between runs, and it needed to recoup. There's been days when I've been able to run, you know, three 10Ks in a row, and I was pretty shocked that I could do that, but that just went to show that I was doing the right thing and giving myself breaks when I needed to and into running those three days to build that up. Because if I was trying to run a pile of days in a row off the bat, it wouldn't have happened. I needed to really build that strength and build the confidence and that my ankle would be able to handle it. So I guess this is a really long-winded way to say, don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Don't worry about what chapter they're on. Or what chapter you're on. Don't even have a book. Just focus on what you're doing and remember why you're out there. Thanks for tuning in to Chasing Barefoot Ultra. If you liked what you heard, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can find me at Chasing Barefoot Ultra.